Hello, and welcome to the NLP Highlights Podcast, where we talk about interesting recent work in natural language processing. This is Matt Gardner and Walid Ammar. We are research scientists at the Allen Institute for Artificial Intelligence. Today, our guest is Marwan Al-Shudivat. Marwan is a PhD student in the machine learning department at Carnegie Mellon University, advised by Eric Ching. His research interests are in learning theory, information theory, representation learning, including various latent variable models. He is also interested in applications in healthcare and natural language. It's a great pleasure to have you with us today, Marwan. Thank you, Valid. It's uh, great to, for you to have me. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to talk about um, the paper that you uh, put on archive recently. The paper is called uh, Contextual Explanation Networks. Um, and the main motivation for contextual explanation networks is the low interpretability of standard neural network models, which makes it hard to use them in mission-critical problems. Could you describe an example problem where contextual explanation network can help? Right. So um, the original motivation was exactly as you said, um, that we'd like to have models that are uh, powerful, but at the same time interpretable. And uh, a motivating example would be, for example, uh, a uh, healthcare application where uh, a, a medical doctor uses a model, uh, but not to make like predictions uh, in the sense where, for example, we try to categorize uh, images into multiple categories, and then that's just the end product, but rather than uh, to get you know, a sense of the problem and then try to make uh, a decision based on whatever predictions uh, that were obtained in the first place. Uh, so for example, so we give this example in the paper uh, as a small motivation. So consider you have a patient and then uh, you have uh, different data for that patient. So you'd like to make a prediction whether uh, a patient has some sort of condition, for example, heart arrhythmia. And uh, in this case, uh, you can have multiple variables that could contribute to the risk of having heart arrhythmia, for example, diabetes, smoking, blood pressure, uh, and medical history of previous heart attacks. So whenever you ask a doctor, a doctor would tell you, for example, um, you know, you have such and such risk because such and such, you know, uh, variables are, you know, have certain values. Uh, but you, but, but the doctor takes in, into account, you know, the context uh, and probably knows the patient from multiple visits. So we would like to build a model that would sort of, you know, would give you an interpretable prediction such as a doctor's explanation, but at the same time, be accurate enough to uh, you know to match the actual risk. Right. So the inputs here are going to be uh, some text that represents uh, what we know about this patient, and also uh, a set of categorical attributes. Um, right. So so the vision is that like uh, if we design a model of this class uh, for for healthcare, the input would be text, or it could be also images. And right now, healthcare databases are growing, and they're they're becoming um, are pretty vast in terms of the types of the data that you can collect about a patient, but also you can have some sort of very specific crisp attributes that you would like to interpret your decision in terms of. Right, so what exactly do you mean by an explanation here in this paper, and how can we interpret this explanation? Right, uh, so in this paper we, give, we define an explanation uh, as a probabilistic model, as a conditional probabilistic model. 
uh, that conditions on the attributes and gives you a probability of a target or an outcome. Uh, and in a sense, it's a pretty general definition because uh, let's say you have a neural network, multi-layer neural nets, that takes in the attributes and then outputs your probability of a target. Uh, and it still satisfies the explanation definition, uh, but probably uh, it's not good enough for us because uh, we would like to have the explanation to be interpretable. So that's why we restrict the class of these models to be, let's say, linear or some simple class of models. Uh, but how we overcome this problem of uh, the restrictedness of this class, we say that the explanations are contextual. So this probabilistic model is valid in a certain context, uh, and this context can be specified by, let's say, a deep neural network or something else. Do you think you lose anything by making this restricted class of models? That's true. That's a great question. Uh, so, of course, you lose something. Um, so, for example, uh, your targets, let's say, um, uh, your, your, your targets, let's say, uh, not just uh, scalars, but uh, some sort of uh, vector outputs. And then there is some sort of relationships between these outputs, right? Uh, if you try to predict this using a model that completely factorizes over the uh, dimension, dimensions of the targets, uh, then you will not be able to capture any dependencies between these dimensions. So, for example, you're trying to predict uh, three different conditions that are somehow... Uh, interrelated or some, some, something like that. Uh, if your model completely factorizes over these dimensions, you will not be able to capture some correlations between those. So I, uh, I'm missing a little bit of uh, information here. How, how does making the explanation condition in the context make mm -hmm. it interpretable? Uh, rather, what, what do you mean by context uh, and, and for the purpose of this conversation? Right. So for the for 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 the context, uh, we uh, we say that any data representation, uh, such as images or text or raw text, uh, that is processed by uh, whatever model that we're is powerful enough to learn from this uh, from this data modality, uh, will represent the context. So we uh, take in let's say text, we process it by uh, an LSTM or maybe multi-layer uh, recurrent directional model. And then whatever the output vector would be, that would be that would represent the context for this particular in instance. And then once we condition on that, uh, we say, well, uh, now we would like to construct a conditional model on this that would have would be from the class of linear models, uh, from the class of linear models whose features are some specific attributes such that we can relate weights to every single attribute. And then in this case, the weight will have a very specific meaning. Thank you. So this sounds pretty similar to some work that was by Samir Singh and some co-authors that I guess does a post-hoc explanation. Uh, I guess that work says these models are really complex and it's really hard to give some kind of intuitive explanation for what's going on. But for any particular instance, I can um, find some linear approximation to the classification decision that was made on this particular data point by doing some fancy sampling and then show a linear approximation to the decision surface at that point. And um, so I, I, I'm pretty sure you mentioned this in the paper, but can you can you tell us here, like, what are the trade-offs involved in doing this post-talk thing versus putting it in the model? Like, what do you think? Right, right. So um, 
initially we thought that it's it's a great idea to do this post hoc uh, interpretation, uh, but the problem is that uh, when you construct a model post hoc, you don't actually use that model in the first place to make a prediction. Uh, so it means that this post hoc interpretation, while it approximates the the decision boundary, um, in certain cases, if you have selected this uh, representation in terms of which you'd like to make, uh, you know, interpret in your 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 linear interpretation to construct this decision boundary. Um, so so everything depends upon how you selected that. So uh, basically, if you select a very uh, poor representation but still interpretable, uh, you can get one interpretation. You you tweak your representation, you get a little bit different interpretation. Um, and this will not affect the performance of the model. So you don't have a way to sort of judge uh, uh, in a very uh, you know, principled manner how well you know, your interpretation matches at what actually the, the model is doing internally. Uh, in our case, we combine these two paradigms together and then learn to interpret and to predict jointly. Uh, and as we show in the experiments, in this case, if there's something wrong with the in, uh, representation in terms of which you're trying to interpret the model, uh, the performance will deteriorate, while uh, with the line framework, uh, it's not the case. Interesting. Cool. So uh, this is a little teasing for our audience. Uh, could you explain to them uh, what the contextual explanation is actually do? Like how, how do they work? Right, right. I probably should have started from, from like, first explaining how it works and then and then going into details. But uh, so let's uh, let's look at, at an example. Um, so what happens, so consider, uh, let's consider a different application or, or let's consider the same application. So we have some text and then uh, we apply to the, the context or, or a medical note or, or just uh, a paragraph uh, an LSTM network. We preprocess it, we get a hidden vector now uh, we apply to this hidden vector a linear layer and then uh, apply softmax to get uh, a probability distribution. Uh, so why we do that uh, is because we store somewhere additionally uh, a dictionary of explanations. So a dictionary of these linear models that we would like to apply um, to make the final prediction. And uh, so what we, what we do, we use uh, the soft attention mechanism to retrieve uh, a model from this dictionary and then or, or parameters of that model from the dictionary and then we applied this this model to the attributes that we'd like to make prediction on. so so does that mean that you have this dictionary of weights associated with linear models and you're actually doing a sum a weighted sum over all of these givens like some attention over each of over all of the uh, explanations in the dictionary is that is that right? That's that that's correct. That's correct. So in practice, what happens is that the dictionary uh, becomes pretty sparse, and also the attention uh, vector becomes extremely sparse. So technically, uh, in practice, what happens is that we select one element from the dictionary all the time. Okay. Uh, and even if the dictionary is sort of overparameterized, we observe in practice that uh, a lot of elements will just die out by themselves. Do you enforce that sparsity particularly, or is it just yeah? A we that's right. Uh, we do we do enforce it. We uh, put in an L1 regularization on the entire dictionary. Okay. So no, I think this refers to the constrained deterministic map. Uh, is that uh, what you're mentioning? 
So how does it exactly. compare to uh, mm -hmm. deterministic encoding and the mixture of experts, which are like two different ways of modeling the explanation? Right, so dictionary, uh, so the constraint deterministic map uh, where we use the dictionary is not the only one. Uh, so the, the easiest one would be to emit this dictionary and try to predict parameters of these explanations directly from the context. Um, so that's the deterministic encoding where you just take in the context and then you try to predict parameters of an explanation. Uh, so mixture of experts is also a related model. So instead of trying to combine elements from the dictionary um, through attention, what you do, you build every single model in the dictionary and then combine their predictions together. So you look at the predictions and then you say the final prediction is going to be a weighted sum uh, of the predictions of every single model and that the weights are going to be the probabilities of these every single model in the dictionary according to the according to the context so you output this condi probability conditional on the context um, and then weight with these probabilities uh, the models in the dictionary or in this case we, we call them experts um, so it's it's a classical mixture of experts model so maybe one one difference is that mixture of experts usually has context and in all these models, usually context and attributes are the same representation, but in this case, we, we separate them into two different representations. So, uh, so the paper prepares explanations generated by the contextual explanation network and the post hoc explanations. Um, could you shed some light on the re results of this comparison? Um, right, so there are two results. Uh, so one of them is um, uh, theoretical results, and the, the other one that I've already mentioned is more like uh, empirical results. Uh, so the theoretical result says that under certain conditions, uh, if we're trying to interpret our contextual explanation network with a post hoc method, um, or we're trying basically to locally approximate the decision boundary of our contextual explanation network, um, we will recover the explanation that the network used in the first place. Uh, so this means basically that the explanations generated by the networks uh, are consistent with the with the post hoc interpretations uh, in this particular case. Uh, so it also tells us that if the if the post hoc whatever post hoc method that you use uh, or local decision boundary approximation method that, that we use. Uh, so these explanations, if they are interpretable, it means that the explanations generated by contextual explanation networks are also interpretable um, because they will basically match. Uh, so the other result is empirical where we're trying to inject noise into the attributes in terms of which the explanations are constructed. Uh, and the idea here is that, um, so if you add noise to the attributes, you sort of decorrelate your targets and the attributes. So whatever your model, conditional model that you're trying to, to build, basically you're trying to predict from noise uh, some outcome. And this, in the worst case, when the, when the noise uh, level is pretty high, uh, this should lead to um, basically uh, random prediction. 
And that's what we observe with contextual explanation networks. So their uh, performance deteriorates. The more noise you add, the, the worse the performance is because they basically, regardless of which explanation you construct, you can do better than random. Uh, but then we're trying also, we try to uh, approximate decision boundaries of, uh, let's say, a network, in this case, an LSTM or a convolutional network trained on the context only. And then we're, we try to explain it in terms of these noisy uh, uh, attributes in a post hoc manner. So because we're trying to, uh, in post hoc manner, uh, in post hoc approximations, because we're fitting this local uh, linear models to the actual predictions, they still match locally the, uh, the performance of the, of the original model, but the interpretations uh, are providing in terms of pretty much noise. Does that make sense or? Uh... It does, yes. So I have a higher level question. Um, what I've seen a bunch of work, I guess people are really interested these days mm -hmm. in how to make these models interpretable. Do you think that uh, showing like linear feature weights is the end? Like, uh, is this good enough? Should we be looking for something more? Like, what do you think about the future of work on interpretability? Um, I don't know. In my opinion, um, both uh, methods should be used uh, sort of together uh, because uh, visualizing feature weights allows you to uh, somewhat debug the model that you trained on your data and just see uh, what are the internals, how it functions. It doesn't give you a very specific, it doesn't give you an explanation of why the model uh, makes this or that prediction. Um, so, uh, but it gives you it gives you a lot of other information uh, that would probably can be used for improving, you know, uh, training procedures of these models, such as neural networks. Um, in my opinion, like an explanation is, by definition, like explanation that, for example, I explain to you a concept in math, right? Uh, I I tell you I tell you a model that you can further take and then use for other math exercises, and I pretty much you know, solve them correctly. Uh, so I think an explanation is by itself a model. Uh, and um, so it's, it's a little bit different uh, perspective than, than, than a neural network. So uh, I'm not sure how to combine these two together in, in a sense. So you can, you can still use both, but uh, I think a way, an interesting way, uh, an interesting uh, extension would be to try to combine where you sort of can visualize, but at the same time you can relate your visualizations to explanations uh, in terms of some sort of crisp features. Interesting. Okay. Thank you very much for, uh, for spending the time to talk to us. Um, and yeah, I hope to see you soon. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.